Hey everybody and welcome to the Homestead Therapy Podcast. My name is Cindy and I am your host. So this is our first podcast and we're hoping that um, it'll be the first of many and that we can put out, you know, one podcast a week and help uh, other people who want to start their homesteading journey or other families who just want to slow their life down and be able to enjoy their kids and enjoy their family and spend more time together. So just uh, thank you for, for joining us. So I'm going to start with who we are. We are a family of six. So there's myself, my husband, Colin, and then our four children. We have an almost 18-year-old. How did that happen? Um, a 12-year-old, a 10-year-old, and a six-year-old. So we are very, very busy all. Um, we kind of started out, um, we were living in town, didn't live on a farm or anything, but we, we knew we weren't real happy with, you know, how busy our lives were and, and, uh, you know, how we never got to spend time together as much as we wanted to. And we were always seemed to be on the go and our calendar was always super full. And, um, you know, we just, we just didn't feel like we were spending enough quality time together. So we kind of started, you know, wanting to simplify our life and slow down a little bit. Um, but then my husband's father had, um, some emergency heart surgery and, you know, there, he needed some more help on the farm. So we ended up moving to my husband's family farm, which has been in the family now. We are the third generation. So his grandparents started this place when it was just a little bush. And, uh, you know, they built everything from the ground up, um, cleared the land and all that sort of thing. So that makes it kind of special. Um, but we moved out here into, you know, grandma's house that was sitting empty and, and, when we got here, we, you know, had all this space and we had um, a big garden area. I mean, we'd had a garden before, but we had a huge garden and there's the barn and, you know, there always was cattle, um, but they were beef cows and, and, you know, didn't do much with them. So, you know, we had our own beef, but that was about it. <clears throat> um, and then, you know, we had our, our son, who was our youngest baby, and he actually... Uh, couldn't drink cow's milk and we always had to buy goat's milk for him so we were driving all over the place and always trying to find it and having to go to the city which is like an hour and a half away um, you know it was expensive and they didn't always have it and so finally one day my husband said why are we doing this we're crazy why don't we just buy a goat like we have all this space we have the land we have feed it would be so much easier to just buy a goat like and I, I said, I don't know. Why don't we just buy a goat? So um, that was kind of the start of it for us. We we got our first couple goats, um, our first couple milk goats, and we started milking. And we uh, we just we loved the simplicity of it. And we didn't have to go anywhere. And we knew what was in it. And we knew how it was fed. And and you know we just the kids loved it. It was great. So um, lots of times you'll hear people say how they're they're gateway animal into homesteading um, is the chicken and for us it was the goat so we're a little bit different than everybody else but um, we started with our goats and then we got chickens um, and then we got you know we did the big garden and we just kind of went from there we loved knowing what we were feeding our kids and we loved knowing how it was raised um, you know 
we were constantly seeing all these things on TV about, you know, this being recalled and that being recalled and, you know, the food wasn't safe and about, you know, the way animals have been, were being treated. And we just, we just decided that that wasn't for us anymore. We wanted to know what we were eating and know that, you know, we were doing the best for our family and, and just to, to make life a little easier and not to mention, when you aren't buying it all in the store, of course, you know, that makes your, your budget go down in the grocery area. So, which is always kind of nice when you have a big family. So now that we had started, you know, with our, our homesteading and uh, our goats and our garden, um, things just kind of snowballed from there. And we made one of the biggest mistakes that um, I think a lot of homesteaders make, which, you know, we'll talk more about, uh, later on, but we tried to do it all. Um, so I don't know, you've probably heard about how, you know, um, people just want to do everything and they want to get all the animals and they want to just do it all at once. And that is so difficult. So we, uh, you know, we got turkeys and we got pigs and we got chickens and we got all these things and, um, we failed at, at some of those things. And at first we thought, oh, we, we clearly can't do this. This is just craziness. We, we, we suck. Um, but it, you know what, then when we sat and looked at it, we thought, you know, let's just concentrate on a few things and, and figure those out and, you know, get really good at those and then add other things in. And so that's what we started to do. Um, you know, so yeah. So our homestead is located um, in Saskatchewan, Canada. So we're a zone 3A, 3B. We kind of are right in the middle. So depending on mother nature, we, you know, can can have a little bit, an extra week or so in our growing season. Um, still not a very long growing season though. So our last frost is, you know, end of May ish beginning of june um and we usually get frost again in you know end of september so we really don't have a really long season um but we still do manage to grow a good portion probably i'm gonna say about 80 percent of what we eat vegetable wise we we produce ourselves so um the only thing we don't really produce ourselves is, you know, our fresh eating stuff for the winter, like our lettuce and, you know, some of those sorts of things. So, but otherwise we, we managed to put a lot of it up ourselves, which is really nice because it tastes much better. And, um, you know, we know it's safe and it's grown what it's been grown in and how it's been grown and it's not been used. There's no chemicals and that sort of thing. So, um, yeah, we, we, you know, the garden is kind of one of our favorite parts. Um, our youngest daughter, our 10 year old, um, she loves, loves the garden. So, um, you know, all of our kids have different areas of the homestead that they enjoy and that they like to help with and that they're a little more passionate about, which we love. So we do try, you know, everybody's expected to do to help out in some way or another. Um, and so, you know, we do try to kind of 
you know, make them try different things. But we also, the areas that they are more passionate about, we kind of try to nurture that because of course not everybody likes the chickens and, you know, our oldest is terrified of the chickens. So we don't make her, um, you know, go in, in with the chickens, but she loves the honey and the bees. And so, you know, she helps us with that. So we do, we do try to make them try different things, but at the same time, we, we let them kind of go with their passion. So anyway, our 10 year old loves the garden. And so she, you know, the, all of the little ones get their own kind of garden area, um, to plant whatever they want. So they get to go through the seeds and decide what they want to grow. And, um, you know, they put it wherever they want. They're responsible for making sure it is weeded uh, and it's watered and it's looked after. And, um, you know, one of those things that mama has to really work on because they just throw the seeds in there wherever. And I am a planner, y'all. I like to have my rows straight and I like to know where everything is. And when you give a six and a 10 year old seeds and a piece of land, a little piece of dirt they just throw seeds in wherever there is grass and there is wheat and there is lettuce and everything is just it's a it's a hodgepodge garden but you know what they love it and it's a great learning experience and they're so proud when they can bring in some vegetables out of the garden that they grew so that's you know really exciting so she has her little garden she did her thing and she said to me one day when we went out there because of course in the summertime we don't um we don't go to the store and buy vegetables at all in the winter time you know we do go to the store and buy like I said our lettuce and our our, our kind of our greens like your fresh greens because we didn't really have anywhere to grow those in the winter time so we do buy those but the summertime we don't go to the to the store so we just go to the garden and pick what we want and that's what we eat for that day um so we were out there picking some vegetables for supper and she said mama why would anybody want to go grocery shopping when you could just go to your garden? And I smiled and I said, you know what? You are so right. We, why would anybody want to go grocery shopping when you could just go out your front door and go to your garden and see all this fresh vegetables and pick from there. It's so much more fun than going shopping and it's a lot cheaper. So she's our little gardener. Um, like I said, the oldest, our oldest daughter, who's going to be 18, um, I don't feel like I'm old enough to have an 18 year old y'all. I really, I mean, I, I don't know how that happened. Literally people say you blink and they grow up and I didn't believe them, but it's true. It happens. Um, but like I said, she, um, you know, she's not really a big gardener. She's got a lot of, a lot of, uh, allergies and things. So she doesn't really like to be out there. It makes her sneeze. She does help. Um, doesn't like the chickens, but that's okay. She is so good when it comes to in the house with the honey and processing it and, um, you know, dealing with the bees and that sort of thing. She is, yeah, she's so good. So that's her kind of area. Her 12 year old, bless her, is like the goat girl. She has actually her own little herd of goats. So she's got a couple of her own milk goats, um, that, and she goes out, comes out and helps with the, um, you know, with the, the chores and the feeding and she helps with the milking um and she does all that sort of stuff so it's amazing you know to see her kind of come into her own and she also likes you know all the other animals too so she's really kind of our animal girl um you know she likes to to help with the chickens and um with the cows and all those things so she's the animal 
girl. Um, our boy, the youngest, he just loves everything. So everything and anything. He likes to be in the garden and get dirty. He likes to help with the chickens. He loves to help clean the chickens, which bless his little heart because, I mean, nobody likes to clean the chicken coop. Um, except for him. He just thinks it's the greatest thing ever. So that's wonderful. He always helps. Um, and so, yeah, the turkeys, all that. He helps with all that stuff. Um, and so, yeah, we just kind of try and nurture each of them in the area that they are. Um, you know, give them the skills that they need to be self-sufficient, but at the same time, let them kind of explore and see what they're good at. Because, like, like I said, not everybody's good at everything, and that's okay. So that's, you know, a little bit about us. That's where we are, um, where we're from, and how we got started, and a little bit about our kids. All right, so now, um, <clears throat> you know, I want to talk about a little bit about, you know, um, what our plans are for the new year. So uh, we are kind of planning on for sure expanding the garden a little bit more and increasing our orchard. So um, I don't know if you've all seen, but it's been in the news that, you know, the price of food is going up again. So they're talking $400 a year, which I know you know, over a year, that doesn't sound like a lot. It's only about $50 a month more, but really, you know, groceries are so expensive now that, um, even that extra $50 is a lot. So we want to, to be able to produce even more of our own food. So, um, you know, like I said, we produce probably about 80%, I'd say 75 to 80% now. Um, we want to get up even higher, um, and cut our food budget back even more. So um, that is one of our big plans for the years. Expand the garden and increase the orchard because fruit is one thing that we don't have a lot of. We, um, you know, we've got a couple apple trees and last year we put in about 200 strawberry plants and we've got, you know, some Saskatoons, we've got raspberries and, um, you know, a few little shrubs and that sort of thing, but we don't have a lot of fruit. So we do want to increase that. Um, we want to make a smoker. So that is actually something we're going to be doing in the next probably couple weeks here um, because it is time to butcher um, a couple of our pigs that we've got. So we'd like to smoke some hams and some bacon and some sausage and that sort of thing um, just to kind of help with, with the storage because we only have so much freezer space. So we want to be able to, um, to store some of it in our cold cellar or our root cellar so if you smoke it then we can we can do that so that saves up a little bit more room in our in our freezer so smoker is a big thing um a butcher shack which we don't have right now we have um you know our stainless steel table and we have all our stuff and we just kind of put it in the barn and then move it out and wash it all down and, and butcher right in front of the barn which is okay but it's not great um especially when you are doing it when it's cold like right now um, you know like I said we're in Saskatchewan it's cold it's winter time today is minus 32 without the wind y'all so it's cold um, so you know we're going to be doing these these um, pork and we've got some some roosters to do and so we're doing them outside so we're waiting for it to be a little bit warmer so we don't freeze um, 
so we want to build the butcher shack that we can put everything in and keep it a little you know make sure it all stays clean so we don't have to like sterilize it every time and wash everything down every time we use it um you know we don't have to worry about it getting dusty um also we want to build kind of like a a hanging place in the back that's cooled so that we can hang our own meat because right now um you know we take our beef in to be processed um in town because we don't have anywhere to hang because of course that's got to hang for 21 days and we just don't have anywhere that we can hang that to cool um same thing for you know any of our other stuff that needs to hang a little bit you know we can only butcher smaller amounts at a time because we only don't have anywhere that can hang that to stay cool so um, you know, that's going to be a really big thing for saving us some money when it comes to butchering. You know, right now it costs us probably about $500 when we get a beef butchered because, um, you know, that hanging and the cutting and the wrapping and we, we can do all that. We just didn't have the space to hang it. So butcher shack is another big thing for this year. Um, and the last really big thing that we're going to be working on this year is our summer kitchen. I am so excited about this, y'all. We are planning to make the summer kitchen. We have an old um, wood stove that has been sitting in my parents' basement for the whole time they've owned their house. And it's in wonderful shape. It just needs a little cleaning. Um, it's going to be going in the summer kitchen. We're going to build some shelves and, you know, just a little roof because we don't have air conditioning in our home. So because of that, it gets really hot in here when I do any baking or cooking um, in the summertime. And I, I mean, I bake all our own bread. I bake our own, you know, um, the cookies for the kids' lunches. And, and you know, we, we cook everything from scratch. So um, a summer kitchen is going to be so nice to have that, that we can cook outside, not heat up the house, and, and still have that. So I am super excited. And it's going to be fantastic when it comes to processing and canning and doing all that stuff. Because I don't know about y'all, but when it is canning time, we have some serious heat in here and it is so hot. So it's going to be so nice to be able to do all that outside and not worry about heating up our house. Um, so yeah, that's, that's our next, that's our big projects for the year. Um, you know, we've been kind of sitting and doing our planning. Most homesteaders or, you know, people who are trying to be a little more self-sufficient will sit at the end of the year and make your plans for the next year and what you want to do and, you know, where you want to improve. So, um, you know, we, we're going to increase our amount of meat birds that we get this year. Um, last year we only had about, well, we started with a lot, but the fox and the raccoon got quite a few of them. And we only ended up with, I think about 20 in the end, which is not quite enough for us for the whole year. And so we want to increase that a bit now that we have figured out some, you know, we've, we fortified the, <laughs> the chicken coop and the, the run and um, made the chicken tractor a little safer so that we don't have to worry about all those animals getting eaten and, and, you know, taken by the, the wildlife. So that'll be another thing. Um, and we're hoping to start a CSA this year. So that is, for those of you who don't know, that is a community supported agriculture. So that's basically like a subscription, um, service where people pay a certain amount and, you know, we deliver to them, um, vegetables and produce and eggs and things from from the homestead so you know a little way to kind of supplement the income a little bit and help pay for some of these projects that we want to do is to hopefully get the CSA up and running and last I would really like to get the blog up and going and get more consistent with it so that's kind of my um 
New Year's resolution because I know that I am not good about consistency with the blog. I always have these great ideas and all the, I have lists of blog posts I'd like to do and I always seem to just you know put it aside put it aside and put it aside and oh I'll do it tomorrow I'll do it tomorrow and it just never seems to happen so I'm really going to work on getting the blog up um being more consistent with my posts and you know sharing some of my um some of our ideas with you guys because that's the whole point to this podcast and the blog um is to help other people live simply and live in homestead and do what we do because anybody can do this. Just because you don't have a farm doesn't mean you can't be a homesteader. You can homestead anywhere, but that's a whole nother podcast. So those are our plans for the new year. And, um, you know, the, the podcast, we're hoping to share, um, recipe ideas and um, tips on how you can start homesteading and of course farm updates of what's going on here and what we've been up to and you know so that you can all learn from our mistakes because like I said earlier we made some mistakes y'all everybody does it um, and that's okay that doesn't mean you are a failure that doesn't mean that you're not good at this um, it just you know you just learn and you move on and you you learn from your mistakes so that's what we're hoping that y'all can learn from our mistakes and you don't have to go through that so um yeah that's kind of our start that's where we're gonna be and I hope you all have patience with me because I have never podcasted before so I am new to this I am new to making a podcast and and how to do this and put it all together and um and I am a talker so I, I think that, you know, there's probably some rambling, which you guys have, I'm sure, picked up on, but that's okay. So thank you so much for joining us, and we will see you in the new year. Happy New Year, y'all.